Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon-long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do. But I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business His way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in. You're listening to episode 12 of Her Holy Hustle podcast. Today I have Alana Dawson on the show and she was a dream guest that I wanted to have on from the very beginning when I started this podcast because she helped me launch my podcast dream. She has a podcast called The Podcasting Party and I binge listened to so many episodes trying to figure out how to start a podcast and without her podcast on the topic of podcasting, I wouldn't have been able to start a podcast. It would have seemed too overwhelming, too hard, too miserable, but she just, that's her mission. She puts the fun back in podcasting. So it was so cool to have her on the podcast and she is just the sweetest human ever. And so, yeah, I'm going to read her bio here. So Alana Dawson is a podcast coach, editor, and producer. She's on a mission to put the fun back into podcasting. She went from podcast host to podcast coach accidentally, but that accident led her to a dream job helping writers, speakers, and coaches create, grow, and launch their podcasts. When she decided to start a podcast in 2017, she began researching how to start a podcast, and she quickly became so overwhelmed and stressed. She almost quit podcasting before she even really began. But thankfully, something in her told her to keep pushing through, and she did. And it took her six months, but she finally set up and launched her first podcast. From then on, she made a promise that she would help anyone she could so they would never have to experience the same frustration she did in podcasting. So today we dive into the topic of praying over your podcast. And it's kind of ironic because when we started our Zoom call for the interview... I was so nervous and I was just sweating and like I shot up a prayer as we were five minutes in and I said, God, just help me to enjoy interviewing Alana. She's a dream guest and I don't want to be insecure and nervous and not enjoying this. And I'm just so sweaty and I'm like talking too fast and just help me to calm down. And so it, it worked. Prayer works. And it was cool because... um we're talking about the power of praying over our podcast in this episode. So it's just kind of neat. Um, 
Yeah, and even if you're not a podcast host, even if you don't have that dream in your heart to start a podcast, I highly recommend listening to this episode because we do dive into just tips about praying over any area of your life. It doesn't have to just be a podcast, so you will definitely still get great value from listening to this, even if you're not a podcaster or a podcaster to be. So I'm so excited for you to tune into this episode. It was one of those ones that I just couldn't wait to put out. We only recorded about, oh, like two days ago or something. And I just, I told Alana after, I'm like, it it has to come out early. It would be too hard. It'd be like waiting for Christmas if, if I put this um, in the summer, in the fall. So I'm bumping my schedule around, switching things around and getting it out to you guys as soon as possible. It honestly is one of my favorite conversations that I've done on here. It's just so powerful and spirit-led. The Holy Spirit definitely guided the conversation and it's just so full of faith and fun and just practical tips. So I'm so excited for you to learn from Alana. I love her and I know you will too. And then go on social media and follow her on all the things because she is amazing. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to Her Holy Hustle podcast. Today I have one of my dream guests on that I had when I made a list of people that I wanted to for sure have on. This lady was for sure on there and I finally got the courage to ask her to come on and she came on and so today we have Alana Dawson on welcome to the show oh thank you so much for having me I'm so glad you asked I love talking to all podcasters and so I think right off the get-go if I've got a tip for your listeners don't be afraid to make the ask because most of us we're all the same mm-hmm. that's true that's true and um I found you through a podcast because you have a podcast on the topic of podcasting and you're the reason that I talking about like being brave and courageous listening to your podcast made me realize maybe I can start up a podcast because I just binge watched or not watched I binge listened to all your episodes as I learned how to start a podcast so that is an awesome resource and we'll link that in the show notes where people go do what I did and binge listen to it if you want to start up a podcast it's so helpful. So yeah, oh, thank you so much for saving, saying as much. That's what I wanted it to be. You know, when I started my podcast in 2017, I, my first podcast, I was like, this is so hard, you know, every single step. And there were a couple of resources out there, but not like there is today. And so I knew if I was ever going to start something like this, it had to be helpful for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I love you emphasize fun. Like it's called the podcasting party. So you're like, let's make it a fun thing. It doesn't have to be this awful thing. Starting up a podcast, it can be fun maintaining it too. So love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. I'm all about the fun. Mm -hmm. Love that so much. Um, I have some icebreakers. Are you game for that? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so what is the best thing that you've eaten recently? Or drink. It could be a drink too. Oh, this is a good question and so hard. <laughs> um, I love food. And so I I am a I love, love, love it. Um, oh, but the best, if I have to narrow it down, I would say, and this is gonna sound kind of like this isn't a foodie thing, but I had um bought some strawberry yogurt covered pretzels from Costco, which is like a bulk store. Um, and so I don't know why I felt the need to tell you that maybe because you're Canadian, like, you know, what Costco is. We have Um, Costco here too. It's awesome. (laughs) Costco. So they were these strawberry yogurt covered pretzels and I ordered them and never had them before. And they are so good. So I will say 
that's the best thing I've eaten in the last like 24 hours. Oh, that sounds amazing. I've never seen those there. Is it just by like the granola bars? Yeah. It was like the first time I've ever saw them too. Yeah. In the snack section. Oh, that sounds so yummy. I'm definitely a pretzel girl. So I'm going to see if they have those at ours. I don't think I've seen Yeah, And the sugar was low. So like, I'm always looking for snacks that my kids can, you know, munch on that isn't like full of sugar. So these were a good one. They have those, um, smart sweets. Have you ever seen those? They're like low sugar candy, Mm -hmm. but they're, they taste still like candy. (laughs) Those are good too. I like those. Um, they are good. Do you like, you do like them? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, what is your favorite form of self-care right now? Ooh, that's a great question too. I think probably I'm in Denver, Colorado, just outside, and we have had a lot of snow this year, but I feel like in between the snow, uh, the snow storms and snow falling, we've had like really nice weather. So like today it's like in the sixties. Um, so, and I live near a trail and so I've been going on walks whenever I can. I feel like that honestly has been the best form of self-care for me lately is just getting outside in the fresh air. The birds are chirping, the skies are blue. I feel like it should be spring yet, even though I know we still have like a month of winter. Uh, so that I think has been been the best form of self-care so far. And do you like listen to a podcast or do you do it just silent? Sometimes, sometimes I put on some praise and worship music and just mm-hmm. walk. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast episode. Sometimes I won't listen to like the other day I started a podcast and I thought, you know what? I don't. And I just turned it off and just kind of prayed and listened and let my mind wander as I went, which was really nice. I think I was listening to one of your episodes, like on the Enneagram. Well, I know I was listening to that episode, but on it, I think you said you were a four. Are you a four? I am. I'm an Enneagram four with a three wing. Oh, we're the opposites. Then we're reversed. I'm three with a four wing. So, oh my goodness. So just like the way you were talking about just praying in nature and just appreciating nature on your walks that really resonated with my four wing. Cause I, I love the beauty of nature and just appreciating it. So I can see why you why you love walking. I love it too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, I never, until I kind of leaned into the Enneagram and found out more about myself. Um, I love it for that reason to really just give insight into who I am and how I was created. And, uh, that's one of the things that I never put together about my personality is I am very like, I love a good aesthetic and I love being in nature. And so both of those things, I'm like, okay, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's good to go on like a hike or a walk with another four. Cause they don't get annoyed at you for pointing out like the beautiful flowers for the 18th million time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I love it. Um, speaking of, we were talking about podcasts, listening to those on walks. Do you have some favorite podcasts that you listen to? Oh, for sure. So I just did an episode about this on my, uh, on my podcast a couple weeks ago, because Funny enough, you know, I talk about podcasting all the time, but very rarely do I talk about the podcast I listen to, right? That's just not like a normal thing. So I love that you answered this question. I'm actually going to pull open my app right now. Um, but so I kind of have two right now that I'm for sure listening to the Jennifer Allwood show, which I don't know if you know, Jen Allwood, she's like a faith, um, on a woman business coach, basically for women entrepreneurs. And, um, 
So I've definitely been binging some of her stuff. She had a whole bunch of bonus episodes on like money mindset. And mm. that was the stream, different streams of revenue. So I've been living, loving her podcast. But then the other one I've been listening to because we're about to go on a trip is the Disney travel secrets podcast, <laughs> which has like their travel agents and they just have such great information. And I love it because, uh, I like, I love a good vacay, but I'm also all about like being strategic and maximizing our time. So I'm like, okay, give me all the inside scoop of what I need to know about Disney. So that's been really fun to listen to, too. Those I'd say those two are on my top. Emily P. Freeman's Next Right Thing is always up there um, that I listen to. So those are kind of the three, the three big ones right now that I rotate between. Have you been to Disney, Disney World or Disneyland ever? Yes. Yes. It's kind of our family, what we do every spring break. So okay. So it's not the first time then that you're going. It's not the first time. Yeah. I just like to listen and get me hyped up. And with all the changes, you know, they like had mass mandates and now they don't, and some rides were closed and now they're open. And so different things I like to listen just to stay up to speed. I just asked, cause when you're talking about Disney, you just lit up as if it was someone going for the first time, but you love it that much that it, <laughs> you get that excited. It just makes time. me feel like a big old kid. Like I like fun. <laughs> and so for the longest time, funny enough, speaking about Enneagram before I really dug in, I thought maybe I maybe was a seven, um, because I love adventure. I love fun. I love traveling. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a seven. Is the seven and the four related at all? Like, do you go to seven in health or not health? Or I don't know about the four, what they do. That's in, that's an interesting question. I think I go to, I was going to say, I thought I got go to fours, go to one in, in health, but maybe they go to one in stress. Cause we're trying to control. I'll have to look that up. That's so, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to it. We need Amy, our friend, Amy to come on and talk to us. (laughs) She would be able to tell us, oh guys, you got it all wrong. (laughs) But somehow your number must be like, I think all the numbers are connected in some way. So seven, you're drawn on that sevenness for some reason, sometimes for that. Somehow. (laughs) But I can see why you get along with um, Amanda Warfield. I, I also know her and she was on the podcast. I think she was my second guest actually. And she's all things Disney as well. (laughs) She is. Yes. In fact, she planned this. She opened her second company, which is a Disney travel and she planned this vacation for us. So, oh, that's so fun when a friend can do it for you. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. She's so good at what she does. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. And she's a one, I think too, on the Enneagram. I love the Enneagram so much. (laughs) Me too. Well, um, I will have already said your bio in the intro, but can you just in your own words, just describe who you are and what are you passionate about, um, doing in the world? Yeah. So like you said, my name's Alana. I always tell people it rhymes with banana, um, (laughs) because it's a hard one. You know, you can get all kinds of pronunciations and spellings out of it, but, um, I am a former military spouse. My husband just retired after 20 years of service in the military. So we moved a lot. I'm a mama to two girls, both two teenage daughters. And if you're a mama out there with a toddler or a younger daughter, and you are afraid of the teenage years, let me be the first to tell you, they are not as scary as everybody makes them out to be. It has been such a joy to have teenagers. I absolutely love it. And, um, maybe it's part of the going to Disney that makes it so fun, but they're big kids too. We, we have such a blast together other than my family and traveling and the Enneagram, like we talked about, my biggest passion is really helping women to lean into 
the God-given gifts and talents that they feel like they've been given by the Lord. And so the way I do that though, specifically is through podcasting. So I like to really, like you said, um, take the stress and the overwhelm and out of podcasting and put the fun back in. So I do that in a couple of different ways. I have my podcast, the podcasting party, also a free community group along with that. And then I run a membership community for podcasters called podcast her for female faith-based podcasters. And then I have, you know, some courses and, um, a few different trainings like that, that I do that through too, but those are mainly the two ways besides my, my podcast agency, where we do editing and production work for solo podcasters and what I call one woman shows. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I was born and raised in Idaho. Um, that will kind of always be where my heart lays, but man, it's been a good 20 years traveling the world. We, you know, in the Navy, you live on coasts, right? for the most part, we lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico too, but so we got to see an amazing uh, places on the East coast and amazing places on the West coast and live in those. Yeah. That, so you have definitely moved around. How many times do you think you've moved? This was to Denver was our 10th and hopefully fingers crossed final move. Final move. That's a lot. Um, I've moved twice. So 10 seems like a lot to me. Twice is a lot. I'm with you. Any move is a lot. (laughs) Well, one of them was moving just out of my parents when I graduated. So that That counts. I guess it does. It's a different kind of move than you did. But um, yeah, I love essentially, would you call yourself a podcast coach? Is that the title you use? Yeah. So I usually call myself a podcast coach, editor, and producer. Those are really Mm -hmm. kind of the three main hats I wear. I love that. It's so, so exciting. And just you get to like these messages that people are so passionate about getting into the world, do you get to be the vessel that kind of helps them to do that? Cause they have a message, but they don't understand like audacity or garage band or, you know, buzzsprout and all that stuff, but they, you can help them. So it must feel, does it feel like rewarding work? Oh, it's so rewarding. And I love like you hit the nail on the head. I always say I'm a teen, like a teeny tiny piece of this bigger puzzle that God's putting together and using. And it's so neat to get to be that tiny piece and to see these podcasters grow. Cause a lot of times when they come to me, you know, you're right. They don't know any of, uh, the terminology or what they're doing. And then, you know, years down the road, they are changing lives and it's amazing to get to be kind of get a front row seat to that. It is cool to see the journey. Um, Mm -hmm. I also do a little bit of podcast editing for people and it's really cool just seeing the impact on their business and the confidence it gives them. And it's, it's a cool seat that we get to sit in for sure. Yeah, it really is. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the topic of praying over your podcast, which is a really cool topic. And I haven't seen many podcast episodes, um, about that. So I think it's a kind of a unique topic. And you first talked about that topic on your podcast, um, My phone is turned off with all my notes on it. So I think I have my questions in my head, but I think my first one that, well, I do want to just follow my curiosity here. And, um, you had had a first podcast for moms and just curious, like, were you always praying over your podcast or did you only start with your second one, the podcasting party? Yeah. Great question. I love this topic. So actually what kind of what I've always prayed, um, that's just always been an essential part of my life and who I am. And I try to start each day with, you know, 
quiet time, reading scripture, praying, but, um, and I'm not always perfect at it. Like anybody, right. Life comes up, but I would say the topic for like praying over my podcast specifically really started after, uh, we interviewed Val Warner, who is the author of actually a book on prayer. She released it this past fall, uh, but she had prayer journals. She started out making invitations for like wedding invitations. Um, she's a graphic designer. And then she ended up, I think if I'm remembering her story correctly, she was pregnant with her first daughter and suffered from some anxiety. And so she created herself her own prayer journal, essentially to kind of pray these verses over her pregnancy and her child. And people started asking her for copies of it. And so she refined it and changed it. And she started making prayer journals. So we had Val on our show, um, mom wants more podcasts. We no longer produce that podcast. And I say we, because I had a co-host for a little bit and it was after listening to Val talk about growing her business and how that evolved and how she used her prayer journal really to help her pray over her business and customers and clients. Like I kind of had this aha moment of, oh my goodness, I'm not doing that, you know? And I was in, we were kind of in in the process when we interviewed Val of talking about whether we were going to continue with mom wants more. I was really feeling called and led. I was helping women, um, really for free at that point through this free Facebook group, I had start podcasts And I had decided maybe God was calling me into production and management and some coaching. And so that's really how I started is just praying like over the idea of that. And then once I launched it, yeah, it was for sure, um, praying over the podcasting party. So it wasn't that mom wants more wasn't prayed for. I'm sure that in some capacity, I prayed over that, you know, I prayed over our partnership and our listeners, but not as intentionally as I, as I think I would probably say that the podcasting party has been. Oh, I thought, sorry. I thought you were thinking to, and you know, Enneagram's four, sometimes you need time to think. We do need sometimes, sometimes we need a breath to to think and process. So I was trying to give you your moment there, but you didn't need it. Sorry. Good. No, you're good. Thank you. Um, I love that. Um, yeah, you, you probably were praying about it, just not as intentionally as you are now. Have you seen a different, like the effect of prayer on the podcasting party that you, that you think is like, because of prayer that maybe the mom wants more podcast didn't have the benefit of just because you weren't praying the same way over it? That's a good, that's a great question. I think that mom wants more served the exact purpose that it was meant to serve. Mm. I don't know that, that any more prayer or any less prayer would have affected and changed it. I do know that, or I, at least I believe that with my intentional prayer over the podcasting party and in particular, the listeners, I have heard so many different stories from different women who have listened, who have said like, I found you at the exact time Mm -hmm. or I, you know, I, um, I was going to quit my podcast and then I don't even know how I found you, but I did. And kind of these, these stories of connection that I know that really, it couldn't be anything else, but God really working out the details of that. Mm, The connect. Yeah. The podcasting, like we were talking before we jumped on connects people just 
it really widens circles. So that's so cool that that's a way that you've seen God moving. And um, is that something you pray regularly that like God would lead the specific people to episodes that they need? Or do you, do you find yourself praying over um, oh, yeah, people sure. finding it? Oh yeah. 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 yeah, For sure. I think that, um, some of my, you know, my basic prayers are that I would be obedient in the message that he wants me to give that I, that the list, the people who need to hear that message would find it. However that is. Um, and you know, I also pray that then people, if it's put on their heart would share, Mm. um, the message with other people, because without us, there's only so much I can do. You know, I mean, we could get into a whole conversation about organic marketing versus paid advertising and all of that. But when it comes right down to it, unless we're sharing, um, you know, the podcast, Oh, you got to listen to this podcast or you got to listen to this one, you know, unless we're doing that, we're not going to reach a wider audience. There's only so much we can do. And so those are kind of my, my three prayers that I'm obedient in the message that I need to give that the people who need to hear it would find their way to it and hear it. And that, um, if so, you know, called that they would then share that with other people. Mm, I like that giving practical things of what, what you actually pray, um, on your one episode on praying over your podcast, you had said, we don't have to get a I don't know the word you use, but essentially we don't get to get so obsessed about praying about like, I don't know ex- what example you use, but should I use blue or purple in this Canva graphic on the, for social media promo? Like you're like, we can, you don't have to pray about all those tiny details, but more so the big ones. Um, so topics of your episodes would be a big kind of point. Do you, do you pray over mm-hmm. um, what topics? And if so, like, how does that process work? Yeah, that's a great question. I think when we get so stuck in the weeds, you know, of like, um, take for instance, while we're editing something like, oh, well, I stumbled over that word. Like, I don't see that as being a spot where you need to stop and pray. Like, do I take this word out or not? Right. Like, <laughs> no, you stumbled over it either. You keep it in because you're a normal human. You stumble over your words, no big deal. Or you take it out. Like it's yeah. not uh, going to affect it, but you're right. Like the the topics and the themes and things I cover. So in my business, I do what I call, I, I, um, every year sit down and kind of do my big vision plan for the year of, and I usually do that in October, um, for my business for the oncoming year. And so that includes my podcasting episodes and the content within my community. So that is definitely prayed for. I usually, you know, pray over that, you know, leading up to that, um, that planning meeting that I really just have, it's kind of, it's with myself, but that's not when my team comes in yet. And so I do that. And then, um, you know, as I'm developing content, so then usually about six months out, I'll plan my content for six months. And, and that just means it goes in a, in a schedule. I kind of type out, um, I have a whole process that I follow, but I kind of type out like do I have launches that I'm going to be talking about or products I want to promote? Um, and so it's prayed for in that, that time period when I'm doing the, the planning then, and then it's for sure prayed over as I sit down to script. Uh, I kind of do a hybrid script where I bullet out things and lots of times that message will change. Um, so like I had planned to do for my hundredth episode, um, last week at the time we're recording this last week. Um, 
And I wanted to do an ask Alana anything. And so I was kind of setting that up and ready to go. And as I sat down, I just kind of was reflecting on some of the lessons I'd learned. And, and I just felt, I just kind of felt a shift and I hate to give, it's hard to give words to, to, you know, spiritual things, but really I just felt like it was the spirit kind of leading me and pressing me. Like maybe this would be a better message to share. And so I did, I changed it. I'll do an ask Alana anything episode down the road for those questions that I collected, but I did a lessons learned over, you know, my journey of podcasting the past um, five years. And so that it was a great episode. It was fun to record. And so that's really kind of what it looks like for me is there's these different times it's prayed over. And then it's prayed over, you know, daily. It's just one of the things that goes in my prayer journal that I pray over the podcast, her community, the podcasting party community touch on those three prayers that I talked about. Hmm. Um, so prayer is just part of your process then it's just so integrated that when you're planning, just prayer is no different than, well, part of the process is I open a Google doc or like a word. It's just prayer is part of it. It's just, um, was that hard in the beginning to make that a habit? Like, did you have to put a sticky note, like make sure you pray or, or how did you make that just so second nature? I think part of it is just like I said, who I am. And then mm. I knew when, um, you know, mom wants more was definitely, um, faith focused is what I would call it. But I knew with who I was and creating the podcasting party that I wanted faith to be really, you know, a, an integral part of it. That's what sets it apart. We talk all the time about niche niches, you know, or niches, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And that's where I, you know, that's where I am is I am for the one woman show, the solo podcaster, the female faith-based podcaster who want to include that. And so I think I don't remember there being a beginning. If that's, if that's a answer or not, it just kind of is the way I did it. Mm. Um, which isn't to say that I do it exactly the same every single time or that I don't, you know, skip or rush through or whatever, but I'd say for the most part, yeah, it is part of the process. It's just what I do. I wonder if that's something to do with, um, being a four, like fours are very reflective and reflecting on the past, but also future. And so I wonder if it just came more easy just because of your personality, even, adding in prayer to, to this area. Um, and I love that you were saying you just felt led by God, the Holy spirit to just change the, the direction. I heard somebody say, um, it, when they know God's talking to them, it's just like this impression they get this on their heart. And I really love that description of it. Yeah. You just get this impression, like, this is what I'm supposed to do, even though this was the plan he knows best. So I'm going to do what I have like so much peace about, even though I had peace about that original plan, but I think he's leading me somewhere else. So, um, yeah, you mentioned a prayer journal. What exactly is a prayer journal? Do you, do you like write in sentences or is it just like jot notes or is it kind of a guided prayer journal? I'm assuming it's Val's journal. Yeah, it is. That's a great question. I had no idea what a prayer journal was until I met Val. And so as a thank you for her, um, coming on the show, she was so sweet. And she sent us one of her six month prayer journals. And those were just basically, it has a spot that you can put the month. And then it has a spot that you can write scriptures that maybe impress upon you upon the month. And then she kind of has it broke down into different sections, um, of how you could pray. So she's got a section for like, I think it says, um, you know, 
church, uh, community, um, one section that says loves. So, you know, family members or kids or friends that are close to you. Um, she does, there's like a family section. And so it's not like, there's not led in any way. She does have a course and some things, but it's blank for you to fill in. So that's what I love about it is that, um, I'm on my fourth journal now. Um, and she's got quarterly journals and she's got, um, year journals. I would highly encourage you if you're thinking about, um, thinking about, you know, utilizing one to go check out Bows because she's got so many different ones, but the one I have now is just a yearly one. It's broke up that same way. It's got a, the month at the top and then just different spots that you can put in those people to pray over things to pray over. I'm trying to think what else it has a section that's called like, um, is there one for maybe, work? Maybe per, like there's career? no, there's not one for work, but I think maybe personal. And that's where I put a lot of the podcast, her community, I'll write names. If I know somebody's, mm-hmm. you know, struggling or something they need prayer over. Um, I have a mastermind group and all their names go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times it's nothing else besides their name. And I just, you know, pray over them, but that's what a prayer journal is. It's a way you can record your prayers. There's also a spot that you can write. So if you like writing long form, which I love, that's like an easy way that you can write out your prayers. And then it also has a section for answered prayers. So you can reflect on like the month. So this morning, as we're recording this, it's the first part of the month. And so I reflected back on the last part of the month, what worked, what didn't work. And as well as those answered prayers and just, I go back and try to, you know, give praise and adoration for those answered prayers that I collected over the month. So it's really just a way to keep track of your prayers. And also I'm sure Val gives a way better definition of this, but keep your, uh, keep your prayers all in one place, keep track of them. And I love it because then what I do is over the year, then I can look back and see what happened over the year. Um, and so that's kind of how I describe a prayer journal. There are lots of other options out there, but that's the one I use that has worked really well for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so much power in, um, reflecting on what you have now that once was something you were praying for. So it sounds like that's something like the power you're experiencing too, from writing down these prayers. I've, uh, never, I don't really write down my prayers. I have a gratitude journal that I write down things I'm thankful for, but I'm mostly just praying in my head or sometimes I'll pray out loud on a walk. What, um, like, what's the benefit you've seen? We've talked a little bit about the benefit of writing them down, but there's some other things that you are like, I'm going to keep writing down my prayers and not just thinking them because this is awesome about doing that. Yeah. Um, so I think for sure that being able to reflect and like, see what I wrote down, um, that, but the other component, I'm so glad you asked this is because I don't know if you've ever sat like in prayer and been like, squirrel, like your mind, you know? (laughs) Um, and so I found that I can actually pray more focused, Hmm. more intentionally when I see it there on the paper, when, Hmm. instead of just being in my head. Um, and so that for me has been transformational for sure. Is I feel like I always wondered, like, I hear people talk about, you know, they're praying over the world or they're praying over their kids school and they're praying over the administrators and they're, you know, all this different stuff. And I'm like, how do they have time to pray for all of that? And part of it, I think was, I was just like, it's 
like I learned that you don't have to have a big, long-winded prayer for everything. Like sometimes I go through and I go, you know, dear Lord, please, you know, pray for boom, 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 boom. And I just list it off. Um, and sometimes I take a lot more time, but I think that's been really huge for me is being able to, I'm visual too. So being able to see it written down and then, um, that way I can kind of just follow my train of thought. And I don't feel like I forget something or scroll off into, you know, the the next random thought my head has. I should try that. I'd like to do an experiment now and see if I just, um, yeah, if I can focus, I find that being outside and praying in nature that helps me to focus. But I wonder sometimes we've talked about Canada's Canada is cold. So sometimes I just can't go on a prayer walk because it's yeah. too cold out. So I should try that and just see like, where does my mind go? Does it feel a little more focused? So I love that. I'm going to try that. Um, yeah. and I also love how you say you don't have to pray two hours for each prayer point. It can literally be a sentence. I was just reading in James the other day, how it says the prayers of a, of a righteous person are effective and powerful. It doesn't say the long winded prayers are powerful and effective. It could literally be a sentence or praying like, Hey God, over my friend, Rachel, I just grace or like over Bob joy. Like you could even just declare like, and pray like one word and it's powerful. So I, I love that you you touch on that. It doesn't have to be long. Cause sometimes I think we believe it has to be long to count, but that's not, that's not true. <laughs> or eloquent, right? Like, right. Oh, let me just say this. And some people are just gifted. They're just mm-hmm. amazing prayer warriors with the right words that are just so beautiful. I am not like that. I am, you know, I think about the verse that talks about grunts and groans, you know, <laughs> go <laughs> up to rising up to God, like incense, like that is more, I think probably honestly, how he hears me praying is grunts and groans. So, but he can translate that grunt into like what your heart was trying to say into words. So I, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about and I've grunted and groaned and been like, you translate that God. <laughs> Um, again, yeah, my phone is all the questions on here are not by me, but I think there was a prayer that you had prayed on. I don't, there was a title of it on your episode about praying over your podcast and it was so beautiful here. What is it called? The productivity prayer. And it's, um, by I'll get it down here in just a minute, but it's by Lindsay letters and she hand lettered it. Um, I'm going to get it because it's on my shelf behind me. And so I'll read it here. It says, Lord, I give you this day. I pray for productivity and patience, creativity and kindness. Thank you for the gifts you have blessed me with. And I ask that you would give me the wisdom to use them to their fullest. I pray that these efforts would be a testament to your goodness and that all the glory would be yours. Amen. And I have it framed and I keep it right behind my desk. And I usually pray it when I come into the office. I like it. I saw the the script on there and it was very beautiful how she did that. Yeah. She's so talented. And I just feel like it's such a great reminder, at least for me too, that like I can come in and record an episode or create content or coach or whatever it is that I'm doing Um, but it's all for not, if it's not aligned with, you know, with what he's called me to do. And also if I'm not surrendering it back to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just, I feel like, as I'm sure so many of your listeners can relate, like entrepreneurism is not easy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we get to control about 4% of everything we do, I feel like. And so, um, it's just a great, that prayer has been a great reminder for me to just surrender it all, give it back to him and let him multiply, um, what it is that, you know, he wants to multiply. Mm-hmm. And if you do that at the start of the day, or it just puts you in the right headspace, I would imagine gets your focus yeah. um, in the right space. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, is there anything you didn't get to share yet today that you wanted to on this topic? Let me look at my notes. Oh, I think the only thing that I would mention and kind of is I've had a lot of questions about, you know, after that episode, um, about like, well, I don't have, like, I'm working full time. I'm, you know, kids are home at that point. Kids were still homeschooling. Um, I don't have time to sit down and commit time to pray in addition to everything else. You know, that was kind of a lot of the comments got. And I just, um, I push back on that a little bit. I understand it. I'm a, you know, I'm a busy mom. I grew my business while my husband was deployed and we were separated for, um, the last two years. And so I get that it's really, really hard, but I think it's really important that we don't rush, um, not just our content, but also like our time to record. Um, and I think it's so important to be able to build in that time and give yourself the space. Uh, so you can make prayer and other things, a part of your process. Um, and I think that's where I'm a huge proponent of batch recording. I don't think there's anything wrong, you know, if people have like a weekly schedule that they record to, but I just, I hear from so many women and I'm like, just slow down a little bit. Like it's okay to produce less episodes or take less time or build in breaks or whatever you need to do so that you can be just a little bit more intentional in that process and have a little bit more time. Mm, that's so beautiful. It reminds me of, um, what's that one Bible, uh, Ecclesiastes. I was like, it's the big one, big, long <laughs> book of the Bible with the E, um, Ecclesiastes. <laughs> it talks about there how like, one handful with peace is better than two handfuls with toil. And it's totally what you're saying. It's better to do less with peace and prayer can produce that peace. So I love that. That's such good advice. Like it's, it's okay to do less in a world that tells you to do more, more, more. It's okay to actually be a little counter countercultural and maintain your peace, protect it by prayer. So, yeah. And I think with that intentionality, God will bless what you're doing and he Mm. will multiply it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I love this topic. I could like keep asking you questions forever. (laughs) Um, where can people find you on, like, where do you hang out mostly on the internet? Yeah. So if people want to connect with me, probably the best spot is I love Instagram. I'm at Alana P Dawson and you can follow my community. If you want to see what it's all about, that's at podcast, her community. Um, but you can find either from my, my bio and, or my website, alanadawson.com. That's the other place. If you want to learn more about what I do or working with me, you can go there too, but for sure, Instagram's where I like to, to hang. And is your old podcast, is it still up? Can people listen to the mom wants more podcast? It still? is. Yes. Okay. People, if you just search, um, the mom wants more podcast with Alana Dawson, you'll see it pull up. It ran from 2017 to 
2020. And we actually made that decision before the pandemic happened, but it was a good, it it was great timing on God's part. And so, um, and I loved working with a co-host, but yeah, it's still out and you can go catch Val's episode on mom once more. And then I have Val on the podcasting party too. And then your solo episode too on prayer, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Um, I don't think I listened to the Val one. I should go and I just listened to your one, but I should go listen to hers too. Um, yeah, yeah, I have a, a few one. rapid questions. Are you, do you have time for me to ask? Totally. Yes. Let's, I love rapid fire. It's so fun. They are fun. Um, for this first question, I seem to get the same answer for most people, but what is the, what's the best thing about being an entrepreneur? I think the best part of being on an entrepreneur is, oh, it's a tie one creating my own time. Like I'm a mom and I love that. Like last Friday I took the day off so I could go take my daughter. They were going snow tubing on a field Mm -hmm. trip. And I was like, yes, I'm coming. That's awesome. Um, but I also think it's being able to really lean in and use my skill set and my talents and what I'm good at. Although the flip side of that is I also have to use, like do the things I'm not so good at as an entrepreneur. Right. So yeah, I think that's the best part. Probably time. Is that the answer you usually get? Uh, flexibility. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people will say they like being flexible, but you had the bonus answer. So yours is different. It's unique, <laughs> <laughs> but I, feel I like unique. being unique. Enneagram four. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we do. We totally do that. Do you feel that tension of the three and the four where you're like, be unique, but also be what people like be the, what, what's popular. Like, so you're like approved, like there's that tension of the four and the three. Do you ever feel that? Oh, for sure. Especially in the beginnings of, um, entrepreneurship and like start. Cause I like, I never set out to like be a, be an entrepreneur, start my own business. Like that was never my intention or dream ever. <laughs> and I just kind of fell into it, but I for sure felt that tension. I feel like I've after the past five years, I feel like I've learned enough where, and I still have days where I do it, but for the most part, like I know I can sense like my motivation for something, if that makes sense. So I'm like, are you wanting to do that because you want to hop on the bandwagon or are you wanting to do that because you want to be seen as unique? Like what is the motivation behind it? So Mm -hmm. that's why I love the Enneagram. It makes you a little more self-aware, like you said, motivations. (laughs) Yes. So good. So then the flip question of that is what is like the hardest part of entrepreneurship? Do you think? Yeah, I think it's that like, there's nobody else to delegate to. I mean, Mm. unless you have somebody who a team or, um, a virtual assistant or, you know, somebody to hand those things off to, I think for the, the most, the most part that has been the hardest for me is like, Oh, I have to build a website. I can't afford somebody to build a website. I guess I'm doing it myself and figuring it out. So I think that honestly has been the hardest that along with like juggling work-life balance. Oh, it's, it's so hard, especially like if you work at home and you're working at the computer, but you're like, oh, there's a big mountain of dishes and you're just looking at everything that else that needs to be done around the house. A hundred percent. The struggle is real. <laughs> it is so real. I long ago read a book by Jessica Turner. Um, what was it called? I wanted to say the mom hour, but I know that that's not right. Anyway, she talked about, oh, the fringe hours. That's what it's called. And she talked about this concept of um, 
like, like you have to, as a creative or an entrepreneur, you have to treat your job, especially if you work from home, which so many of us do now, you have to treat it like working hours. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, she said, leave everything else and don't do it. It would be just as you're at work, right? During the work day, you're not going to stop and do the dishes. Like you're going to finish the email you need to write. So I adopted that early on and it's been, it's been so great for me. Cause I'm like, nope, I don't do the laundry at 2 PM. I do the laundry at 5 PM. I like that pretending like I couldn't do this if I was out of the home working. So then I won't do it. <laughs> But that's the great part of entrepreneurship too, is that if you want to fold the laundry at two or get the dishes done at noon, you can. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it's going back to motivation. Like, am I doing this out of, because I'm anxious or because I'm like, this is sweet. I could put a load of laundry in or so I guess it's not, it's not black and white. (laughs) Never is darn it. Uh, Yeah. Um, who do you look up to in business? Who's been a really good role model and why? Yeah, this is a great Great question. I was thinking about this, trying to figure out who I wanted to say. And I think this answer will probably surprise most people, but I just finished reading the book, Becoming Dallas Willard by Gary Moon. And as I, Dallas Willard was a professor, if you're not familiar with him, but he also went on um, to write uh, tons and tons of uh, Christian books. And so the one thing that people said about Dallas, um, in this book that Gary wrote that knew him really well was that he was present Mm. regardless of whether that was a student that came to meet with him or whether that was a pastor that he was counseling or whether he was speaking, like everybody said, he just made them feel like they were the only people in the room. And although that might be a hard like jump to connect to business, it was a takeaway for me because I want every single listener I want any coaching client, any of the members of my community, I want them to feel like they're the only person that's listening. I want them to feel like they have my full attention. You know, there's so many gurus, so many experts out there that you listen to them and they're just giving this blanket advice. They're just giving, you know, and I never wanted to be a coach who did that. I always want to be a businesswoman who people feel like they're the only one that I'm talking to. I would have loved to, is he, is he passed on Dallas Willard? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. I would have loved to like meet him and have one of those experiences with him. Like just how he, like you're describing, he made people feel, but when you say that there are people in my life that, that do that where, um, but yeah, I've been seeing lots of quotes of him popping up around right now about like fasting and stuff because of Lent coming up. So he sounded like a pretty incredible guy. So he wrote tons and tons of books on, um, spirit, basically spiritual, uh, foundation. So spiritual disciplines and fasting prayer. Uh, it's a fascinating book. I would say, start with becoming Dallas Willard by Gary moon, and then go read some of Dallas's stuff. Cause it really gives you a wonderful take on who he was and his life. And also then where his writings, you know, came from. So I'm just curious from the title. Um, Did the guy, I can't remember the author who wrote Becoming Dallas Willard, did he try to implement lots of Dallas Willard's like habits? Is that, and then wrote a book about it? He was more so a friend and knew lots of people kind of in, in that faith community. So Dallas Willard was a professor at USC. 
Um, but funny enough, he taught philosophy. Mm. And so, um, and he integrated that with his faith. So, um, I I think Gary wrote this because he was just such an admirer and wanted more Mm. people to know about Dallas. Yeah. I should check that book out. It sounds like it would be quite profound. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have two more questions. What is something you've learned from making a mistake in business? Mm. So I don't call them mistakes. Oh, okay. I call them, I'm all about like learning. So it's not necessarily like a failure. It's just something that you learn. So I think honestly, as an entrepreneur, that's like my, my, the biggest thing that I've learned from making mistakes is that there aren't really mis. I mean, there are right. Like, um, posting somebody's raw audio to a podcast feed and it going out to the world fill like, especially if it's for a client, it's like, okay, that's a mistake, but you learn from it, right? You learn. And then the next time and you grow and you the next time you don't upload the raw audio and you double check or you create a process to make sure you don't upload the raw audio. Right. So I think that's probably, probably the biggest thing is that, especially when you're creating something from scratch that doesn't exist or, you know, that you've never done before is that it's not a mistake. It's all just learning and growing. I love that. Just, it's just a learning opportunity. Just reframe it as that. I I think I heard somebody say once to like, don't think of it as failure. Just think of it as feedback. And I was like, yeah, I like that too. So it's very similar to what you're saying. Yeah. That's very, very good. I'm that, I mean, that's the biggest takeaway is that because you don't know what you don't know. So you have to figure it out. And sometimes the way you figure it out is by doing the thing, the thing that gets you the outcome you don't want. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we just, as entrepreneurs have to have so much grace for ourselves. Cause like you said, we have to do the stuff that we might suck at. <laughs> like I had to take photos of a book once and I'm like, I'm not a trained photographer. I kind of suck at this. And it's really hard actually to take a good photo with all the lights and angles and not get your footed in, in shadows and stuff. So just have grace as we learn and you'll get better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, last question trying to think what my last question is. Um, well, you have it in front of you. It's my phone. Do you want me to read it? I tried to share it earlier for you. Like maybe you can read off this. It says to end, how would you personally define a holy hustler? Someone who dot, 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 question mark. Mm, Yep. That (laughs) such a good question. I had to pause because sometimes I like to rush into things and I want to give a great answer. So when I, a holy hustler comes to mind is somebody who prioritizes the kingdom and their relationship with God first and foremost, but somebody who is not afraid to work hard and get their hands dirty and to be active. Um, yesterday, speaking of Jennifer Allwood, she said, I'm sure you all have heard it. The quote that talks about, um, you know, doubt kills more dreams Mm -hmm. than failure ever has or ever will. And she said, actually, it's not doubt or fear that kills dreams. It's inactivity. And I thought, Mm -hmm. yes. And I think for so many of us that have a dream and have a calling and, and feel like that we're being called to whatever it is, 
by God, entrepreneurship or something else, um, we can get stuck in that place of inactivity of like, man, I feel like God is calling me to this, but I don't know how to get there. And so I'm just going to stay here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I would say a holy hustler is somebody who isn't afraid to step out, to make mistakes, to get that feedback and to continually push through. I would also say that a holy hustler is somebody who knows that their hustle doesn't define them. Mm. It's not their work that they get their worth from. Um, it's, you know, our Lord and savior who died for them. That's where your worth comes from. No matter what the, you know, final revenue tally says, or what your clients say, testimonials, podcast reviews, none of that. It is first and foremost that you have worth above and beyond whatever it is that you do. Mm. That's so good. That's speaking to my three wing or no, yours, yours is the wing. Mine's the main three. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs are three. So that will speak to a lot of people just remembering just how you beautifully said our, our work is not where, where we get our worth from. Even if you did nothing today on your business, you still have the same amount of worth as when you crushed a to-do list. So, oh man, I'm going to put that as the the quote. I always like, sometimes like grab a quote for a social media promo. And when you said that, I'm like, that is, that is it. <laughs> Yay. That, that's the mic drop. Oh man. That was so beautiful. Thanks. Oh man. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I, this is, I'm not just saying this to be nice. Like this is one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded. It's so powerful. And I just felt like the Holy spirit leading it. And it was just really good. So thank you so much for spending some of your afternoon with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that it speaks to some of your listeners too, that they're like, Ooh, they got a word that they can walk away with today. I know they will. They will not be able to listen to this and be like, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> they will be like, there was too many takeaways. <laughs> Good. That's how we want it. Nyla, what's a Christian life coach? Great question. Well, when a basketball player wants to improve their skills on the court, they hire a basketball coach or a personal trainer. When a child or adult desires to improve their singing voice or musical instrument skills, they hire a voice teacher or a piano or guitar teacher. Certified life coaches like me, we help people get stronger in various life areas that they feel less than confident in currently. As your Christian life coach, I can help you ditch dieting and improve body image from a biblical lens, as well as help you feel better in other areas such as relationships, boundaries, people-pleasing, self-care, comparison, perfectionism, and more. To book an inquiry call, you can go to Instagram and you can DM me at Nutrition with Nyla and say you're interested. It's for free and it's 15 minutes and you can ask me all your questions about possibly hiring me as your Christian life coach and I do it virtually over the phone so it doesn't even matter if we're not in the same country, which is so cool. Technology is such a gift from the Lord.